Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I hope you have been having a great summer. I took a couple of weeks off for vacation myself, and I'm back getting into the routine again and getting back on track with all of my projects, and I'm so excited to bring you the next podcast episode today. So today, what I wanted to do, I don't know about you, but for me, I've got transition on my mind as we wrap up the summer and head into the new year. And you know what? For me, um, as a mom of teens, it's a new school year. And for a lot of my followers, I know it is. But even if you don't have kids at home anymore, I still feel like there's something about September that makes it feel like another new year, like it's January all over again. And it's a really great time for a reset to re-examine your systems and kind of start anew um, with, you know, your goals and just day-to-day operations. And so with that, you know, with that intent to kind of maximize your day and get back on track, you know me and you know that I feel so strongly that time management is at the heart of what you get out of your day. And I hope that as you have been following me, you have been learning tips and strategies along the way. But I wanted to share today a little bit more in depth about my philosophy on time management and the system that I myself use and that I teach to my clients, both in my psychology job and also in the course that I teach, the time management course. So I'm sharing with you today an IG Live that I did with some wonderful collaborators. And I actually gave away a lot more than I intended. We had such a great conversation and I was just so jazzed up about it that I I gave away way more than I usually do. So for this episode, what you're going to want to do is take out a piece of paper, take out a pen. You're going to want to take some notes And then I want you to start implementing. I want you to really think about the five tips that I shared and think about how you can implement them and then go do that and get started so that you go into the fall feeling so good about your day, maximizing your productivity and maximizing your time for rest and relaxation and fun because they go hand in hand. When you are more intentional with your time, you're more efficient. So work when it's time to work and then that frees you up to play guilt-free when it's time to play. So um, enjoy the episode, the IG Live episode that I'm sharing here. And then what you'll hear me talk about is the next round of my time management class is going to be starting soon. 
September 12th, we start. So registration is going to wrap up this week. And it's a great time to jump in. If you've not done this class before, I highly, highly recommend it. So many people tell me it has been game changing for them. And I truly believe that it truly believe that it can be for you as well. And so I'll be sharing more in the episode about what that course entails. And then we'll also share the link in the show notes. It's really easy. It's about timemanagement.com slash TM. And that's going to have all the details about the course and how to sign up. And you'll have this will air on Monday. You're going to have just a few days to sign up before registration closes. So take out your notebook, take out your pen. I hope you enjoy this episode and don't just listen to it. You got to do it. You got to put it in action and do it. And as always, let me know how it goes. Okay, have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, everyone. I'll see you next week. Hi, want to know how you can design your most ideal day to be most effective and work for you? Then stay right here. Joining us today is, uh, let me get this going here. We're going to have today, along with Suzanne, Jolfrey, and I with Midlife Besties, we are bringing you conversations and chats that are going to be relevant to you and midlife and beyond. Today, we're gonna be talking with Dr. Carol Perlman. She is a psychologist uh, for over 20 years and specializes in cognitive behavioral therapists. And she's gonna be uh, talking to us today about her best time management tips. So you're gonna wanna stick around for that. So let me bring on um, Suzanne and Carol and we'll get right into all these great tips and nuggets here today. All right. So this is going to be great. Hey, Suzanne. Welcome. Good morning. How are yes. you? We're both wearing blue today. Oh, good. Excellent. Excellent. We'll bring on Carol here. Let me get her invited. There she is. Let's invite her. Uh, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is going to be such a good chat. I know I need all the help I can get. Yes. Absolutely. Good morning, Dr. Perlman. Good morning, ladies. I got the memo on the blue. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That is so funny. Us women are so intuitive. We really are. <laughs> okay, Suzanne, take us away here. Okay. Well, um, as many of you know, we hope that you are um, joining us today live with our conversation. But if you're catching on the replay, you'll um, know that as um, Midlife Besties, Karen and I did a collaboration, started a collaboration together, actually, because... We knew that there were topics that were interesting to midlife people just like us. And why not have a conversation, often weekly, about things that are interesting to us, which brings us to today with Dr. Carol Perlman. Um, so we're so glad to have you here today. Um, and I was interested to ask you, I find it fascinating that um, using your expertise as a psychologist, you've developed programs um, to help women with their health, healthy uh, habits. And um, so was that a pivot for you or did you um, just kind of slowly evolve into that out of what you saw was a need? Yes, that's a good question. So a little bit of both, I would say. So backing up a little bit, I was, you know, most people don't know what they want to do with their life early on. I was one of those unicorns who always knew. So at the very early age of 14 or 15, I knew that I wanted to be a psychologist because I was just a helper. I was just someone who liked to help people, wanted to make them feel better. People naturally came to me and would tell me about their problems. Of course, I probably didn't know what to do back then. Now I have a lot more direction, but it was just who I was by nature. So I always knew from a very young age that that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a therapist. 
So fast forward many years, lots and lots of school, lots and lots of training. I ended up in grad school and I don't really know how this came to be, but I went to a research program, a clinical and research program. And as a young, I don't know, 21, 22 year old, I was really fascinated by the connection between carbohydrates and mood and depression mm. and well-being. So that's how my research career started, looking at all the research. And, you know, back then, I hate to say it, you know, that was like 1995 or something. You know, people weren't talking about it yeah. the way we are now. And so it, it was really a very new area of research. It was very exciting. And I did all sorts of crazy studies. Back then, you know, really quantifying people's lifestyle and looking at the impact that it had on depression and overall well-being. Mm. And then as time went on, I graduated, started working in the field, and I fell into a more traditional role as a psychologist, treating things like anxiety and depression and trauma and did that for many years. And then I started later in my career, I was working at a hospital in Boston, I'm from the Boston area, so I was working at one of the hospitals and was invited to work on a project developing a cognitive behavioral therapy treatment for adults with ADHD. And so that, that's where sort of my most recent work originated in putting together that program. And we did research that tested and we've been using it ever since 20 years later. So anyway, to answer your question, that's the backstory. Um, you know, the, this area of health and the interplay with psychology was always something that was in my heart that I was really interested in. And I got away from it for a while doing traditional work, but it kept calling me back. And it just kept calling to me saying, I want to help people in this way. I think there's such a need. Yeah. There's so much psychology behind our day-to-day -day habits and day-to-day -day productivity. And I really wanted to be able to help in that way. But I was a little stuck trying to figure out how do I pivot? I had this thriving practice, you know, how do I change gears? And so I ended up getting involved with a fitness company, um, the health and fitness company, and that helped me pivot. And it really introduced me to this idea of social media and using the platform as a way to talk to people, mostly women, although I help men too, but it's a lot of women who, have, who reach out to me. And I think social media is so fantastic because we can connect with people all day long. I like to think of it as like I, I chirp in people's ear and I just try to provide motivation and inspiration and strategies and, so, Carol, and have an impact. I love that's that is so I wanted to ask you this, Carol. So why is time management so critical to our health? You know, how why? How does that correlate? Yes. It really is. You know, so when you think about it, we're making so many decisions throughout the day, right? Let's say we sleep for eight hours theoretically and we're up for 16. For 16 hours, we're making decisions about what to do with our time. And if there's anything that you wanna get done during the day, in my opinion, it really comes down to how you're using your time. Yes, there are other people who will say it's mindset. And of course, there's some knowledge and skill that might be involved, but I think time management is such a big piece because it's what we have to address in order to create the time. And if you follow me, you'll hear me say this over and over and over again, that if there is something that's important to you, you have to decide that you're going to create the time for it. Otherwise, it's gonna to fall to the bottom of the list and it's never gonna happen. And so it's about making that very specific, intentional decision. This is important. I'm going to allocate one of my precious 16 hours to get the job done. And right. so to me, that's why time management and health habits yep. are so Definitely. intricately linked.
Suzanne. Absolutely. Um, I just want to say to those that are joining us, welcome. And um, we've got Dr. Carol Perlman talking today. And um, so if you have questions or comments, be sure and put them in the uh, question box or the comments. Yeah, and we can address those as we go on in our conversation. But, um, you know, something that you said um, made me think about, um, I tend to be kind of, you know, shiny object squirrel, you know, and systems really help me. And so, you know, tell us, I don't know, just three to five nuggets about, you know, when it comes to time management, what are some great tips that we can use? Yeah, right now. Well, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, when I get off the phone. <laughs> You hit the nail on the head, and that's really my number one tip, is that you need to have a system that, you know, many people try to hold a lot of information in their head, and yes, our brains are wonderful, and we can hold a lot of information, but eventually, we max out the capacity, and we just can't juggle it all, or maybe we can, but we're going to exert a lot of energy trying to do that and trying to rehearse all these things in our head so we don't forget them, and so if you can use an external system it's going to make the job so much easier. And there are so many options these days, and I won't get into all of it today, but I'm happy to chat you know, offline about this. But these days we have the paper and pencil systems. You know, Some people like to take it old school. I happen to like this as well. I don't have, oh, I do have mine with me. Um, yep, um, I love my- uh, I think that I, might be an age-related thing. I, I love a, a, a planner. Just like that, yes. A beautiful planner. I yes. just love this thing. And this gives me so much security, just knowing that it's all here. But of course, there are all these digital options as well. And it's, it's so funny. When we first created our ADHD program, Palm Pilots were just coming out. And so we had a couple of references to that, but everything was paper and pencil. And we ended up having to publish a second edition because the whole world had changed. Yeah. And now we have so many apps and wonderful um, assistance, digital assistance that can really help us. So that's number one tip is create a system mm -hmm. that you're going to rely on. And what goes hand in hand with that is you have to create the habit of actually using the system. So many mm -hmm. people tell me they buy every planner out there. They spend all this money and then they sit there on the desk, yes, and they never get used because that's only a piece. I won't even say it's half the battle because it's not even half. It's like an eighth of the battle is picking a system and seven eighths of the battle is actually creating the habit to use it and use it every single day. Absolutely. So, so that's tip number one is you have Good. to have a system. Yes, that is, that's so great. Yeah. I think a lot of us love planners. I think they're so pretty. They're so fun. And I buy a new one every year. And, and yeah, always good intent. So what, what would be, a, what's the next best tip or nugget you can share with all of us? Yes. So the next one is building on what I just said about the habit. And I find that if you can sit down, create a weekly habit of sitting down with your planner and getting yourself set up for the week, it is a game changer. We hear so many people talk about the Sunday scaries and how hard it is to get to the end of the weekend. You had so much fun and then you get this pit in your stomach. Oh, you know, it's, it's Monday. And even if you're not working anymore, there's just still something about weekend mode versus weekday mode. And I do my planning on a Sunday morning, maybe a Saturday if I happen to be available. But pick either one or any day of the week that works for you and sit down, look at the whole week ahead, just start to put things on your radar. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that appointment's coming up, you know, this thing is coming up. And if there's anything, it will jog your mind 
if there's anything that you're going to have to get ready in time for that appointment, it gives you a chance to put it on your to-do list and get it ready. So when that appointment day arrives, you're all set, you have everything you need, and you're not scrambling. So I put so much stock in that weekly planning session. Session. Mm -hmm. I want to say really quick, I'm, I'm an anxiety-ridden person. I, I deal with anxiety. And for me, um, you know, that just, just talking about that, just talking about putting that on paper and planning that, like, instantly my anxiety level dropped. Just think oh, of that. So it's something that, that you do. Yeah. Well, it's true because, you know, if you think about doing a task, you kind of have to work your way backwards and say, what do I need to do to get that accomplished? Mm -hmm. And so just even writing a few steps down to make it easier certainly makes it, you know, easier to get to the end of the task. Definitely. Exactly. There's something about dumping things out, dumping the information out of your brain onto paper mm -hmm. or onto your computer. All of a sudden, it feels more doable and it feels so much more manageable. So it's key. But I'm going to let you in on a couple of other secrets. Yeah, I'm get into good. The juicy part. Yeah, the juicy part is, you know, so many people that I work with tell me that they, they run into this problem where they're writing things down in multiple places because yes. we have all these options. So maybe yeah. you have a paper calendar on your desk and then you have a whiteboard in your kitchen and then you have the calendar in your phone. My recommendation is that you... Yes, 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 yes. That's the problem. <laughs> My recommendation is that you select one location for your master, master calendar, and that's where everything goes, and that's what you update. And then same thing, one location where your master, master to-do list goes. So, Suzanne, um, Karen, I would never let you have all those stickies. If you work with me, you're going to get rid of all those stickies, and unless they are... I literally, when we're done here, I later I will post in my stories my current state of my desk. There yeah. are probably, I probably have a stack of post-it notes this high. And you know, literally, it's ridiculous. It's so stressful. Who else <laughs> uses post-it notes? Write in the comments. <laughs> yes, if you're a post-it fan addict. Well, let me ask you this question, though, Karen. How well does that work when you have everything mm. written down on a sticky <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you what I do is um, at the end of the week, I take that whole stack of sticky post-it notes, and they're not the square ones. They're the, like, the three by yeah. five. I yeah. all, stick them in a drawer and tell yeah. myself I'll go back later. I'll go back later and rewrite the post-it note to-do list, and I never do. So it does not work. I miss yes. it so much. Yes, and so that's exactly what we need to do. So that actually gets me to tip number five. So number three was choose one location for your master calendar. Tip number four was one location for your master to-do list. Okay. And tip number five, so ideally, so as part of that four, that means you're going to gather all of the to-dos <laughs> that are hanging out on sticky notes, on um, envelopes, pieces of mail, you know, backs of notebooks, wherever they are, compile them all into one place. Okay. Temporarily, it's going to feel like a step back because what's yeah. going to happen when you do that? Now you have this giant list. Really long, yes. Yes, and you're okay. going to feel overwhelmed, and you're going to say, oh, my God, how could I possibly get all of that? So fear not. That's just a momentary step backwards Okay. because tip number five is learning to prioritize the to-do list. So right. when you sit down for this weekly planning session, you go through the whole list. I like to teach what I call an ABC system. So <laughs> A is something that's top priority for the next couple of days. A B is something that's maybe in the next three or five days. And then a C is anything and beyond. I love that. 
never heard of that. Never heard of the ABC system. I can really? I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really works because you you just can't tackle it all at once. So realistically, you have to be able to pluck out what are those important items. And here I'm going to tell you this is honestly the most the biggest game changer of everything that I teach is you're going to pick and I usually say only pick 3 to 4 A-list items at a time okay. mm-hmm. because realistically, you can't handle more than that. You're going to pluck right. them out of to-do list. And are you ready? You're going to want to write this down. Okay. And then you're going to assign them a day and a time in your calendar. You're going to decide this is when I have the time to get this done and then put the whole to-do list away. And you're just working off your calendar at that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. I mean, give us some big hearts if that totally resonates. If I could do it, I would be pressing hard. Yes, we're, we're, we're definitely saving this because we want everybody to go back and get all of these nuggets because this is going to change women's lives. I mean, we are not any less busy in midlife. I don't no, no, not I at all. Start getting busier and busier. We take on more, you know, things that really are for ourselves. So that, those are so awesome. Yeah, those are great. And and so this is why it comes back to your question of why is time management so crucial for habits and for health? Because like you said, we're juggling so many things that somewhere along the line, we have to make the decision and say, what's, what's most important today? And so what I always recommend, you know, we have the things that we know have a definite day and time. Like I knew I was going to show up here at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'm in Boston. Um, You know, you have a doctor's appointment. Those things are easier because you know exactly when it's going to happen. But then you have all that blank space and that's where people get stuck. And it's the decision making that feels really hard. I don't know. How do I decide what I'm supposed to do with my time right now? So the other really big, big trick that I teach is to separate out the decision making from the doing. So Ah. when you sit down in that weekly planning session, you're making the decisions, but you don't actually have to worry about doing it and mustering up all that mental energy to do it. You're just making the decision. And then throughout the day, you're not making any decisions. You already looked at everything. You already decided how everything should work. Now you're just executing hour by hour. And it's so much easier. You don't get into the, I don't know, should I go for a walk? Should I not? Should I make dinner? Should I pay the bills? Should I open mail? You don't have to do any of that. That that is so great. So t- so Carol, I mean, that's you were mentioning. You know, when when we work with you, when you when what you teach. So, um, what are you working on yourself right now that you're really excited about? You know, upcoming workshops. Um, tell us podcast. Yes. Podcast. Tell us. Yes, I have so much so much in the works. I yes. love what I do, and I just love helping other people make their life feel easier and better. So. Right now, I do have a podcast, Healthy Habits for Life with Dr. Carol Perlman. Uh, You can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And I'm on there and I'm talking about all the real life challenges, things that I'm working on, things that we're talking about in the classes that I teach and the people that I work with. And so I share all of that on the podcast. Um, We cover a, a wide range of topics all pertaining to health habits. So you can find me there. That's a project that I love. And I love collaborating. So if you are someone who's an expert in another type of health habit, reach out to me because I love to meet new people and share other people's expertise on the podcast. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is I have a signature class that I'm teaching. It's a 21-day workshop because, as they say, it takes 21 days to create new habits, right? 
It's long enough, you know, three days, these three day quick fix things, they're really not long enough to change anything, but 21 days is a good chunk of time to really get some momentum and some consistency. And then you build from there. So I have an online course that I teach on time management and it's 21 days to develop new time management habits. I'm in the middle of one session right now. And the next one is going to start September 12th, Monday, September 12th, just in time for the back to school and the second new year, I call it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I plan that. Exactly. And then put it on our planner. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. So you know, start um, yeah. wrapping your brain around that. It'll be coming up. Uh, what I'm doing now is I'm actually opening up registration earlier than I normally do because I want people to have time to get their planners and get everything ready uh-huh. so that come fall, we are ready to rock it and rock stay it. up. Okay. Great that it starts on a Monday too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's always something, you know, that feels like renewal, right? It's Monday. It's, it's a new slate. Right. Um, I have a, two other questions for you. Actually, I know that um, in part of our conversation, you mentioned two books that have been life-changing for you. Could you mention those? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love to tell everyone who will listen about these two books. So this actually goes back to your question, Karen. I think it was yours about um, sort of why time management is so important when it comes to health habits. So there is a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Gary Keller is a real estate businessman. I don't know if he's, I know you're in other parts of the country. Around here in the Northeast, Keller Williams is one of the really big real estate um, companies. Yeah. So he's the one who started that. He has this great book that it covers a lot of topics. And throughout the book, in every chapter, he asks this question. What is the one thing you could do every day such that everything in your life would be infinitely better? Suzanne, you know this book? I I do. I have not finished reading it, but I have started it. I like it. Yeah. So it's so interesting. So as you read it or if you listen to it like I do, I like to listen on Audible. So he asked that question over and over again. And I'm thinking, oh, what's he going to tell us? Like, what is this one thing that we need to do? And of course, what happens? You get to the end of the book. And does he ever tell you? No, because we all have to figure out for ourselves. Your own one thing. thing. And so I thought and I thought this was years ago. I thought and I thought I said, what is the one thing? And then it was it just came to me. It's to manage my time. Well, if I manage my time, well, everything is possible. All my health goals, relationship goals, work tasks, maintaining my house, time with my kids, everything is more possible if I'm using my time well. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious. So there is this um, a one thing community that I've been wanting to get involved with because I'm so curious to know what other people chose. So right. Suzanne, did you ever get yeah. to a point where you, you came up with anything? I have not, but it it probably would be related to yours because, you know, as life has evolved, my husband has retired and, you know, things have changed. It would probably be, you know, what's the best way I can serve others? What's the best way I can do my job to, you know, be effective and yet, you know, enjoy the things that are, you know, current in our life. So similar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people, I think some people might choose prayer. You know, they, if they yep. have a very strong faith, they might say, if I pray daily, then everything is infinitely better. Some people might say meditation. Um, you know, for me, it's time management. But I would love to hear if, if anyone else has read the book or even just hearing me say it, if you have any other ideas that come to mind, I would love to hear it. So that's one book that had a really big impact on me that really brought all of this time management work to the forefront of what I'm doing. 
And then the other one is called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I don't know if anyone has heard of that. Write that, write something in the comments. Write MM if you're a big fan of The Miracle Morning, write MM. Um, Hal Elrod wrote this amazing book. He basically studied, he was curious to find out what do productive, successful people do in the morning that enables them to be so productive and, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. the day and overall successful. And so he compiled all these answers and created a routine. It's a six step routine called savers. So it, uh, and so the idea is that if you do each of these six elements, even if it's just for one minute, your day will be much better and you will get out of your day what you want. So it's the savers, the S is silence. A is affirmation, V is visualization, E is exercise, R is read, and S is scribe or write. Uh Okay. So I was introduced to this book, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago at a business conference. And of course, I literally ordered it. I was at my table at the conference and it was there the next day. And this is one of those books that you can't just read it. You have to do it. You have to live it. You have to read it and learn about the concepts and then do them. And they really changed my life. The affirmations, they really helped me change my thoughts and my really, my core beliefs about myself, my life, the world, Um, the visualization. If you're someone who's goal-oriented, the visualization really helps you keep your eye on the prize and what it is that you're working towards. Gratitude is, that's what I do as part of my scribing. Excuse mm-hmm. me, as I write gratitude every morning, I write down the things that I'm grateful for, and it's it's life-changing. It really, really is. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that so, a lot. Let's see if we have any. I don't know if I saw any questions roll through, but even after we saved the live, uh, please, please DM myself, Carol, or Suzanne, or comment later your best takeaway from this live. We really want to know what was the best tip, your best takeaway. And I just saw this really great, um, oh gosh, where did that comment go? This was really, really great. Um, okay, here's one. She, uh, FitNet, I have finally learned time is like money. If you don't tell it where to go, it just disappears. It I mean, does. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah, that, yes. For sure. So, so uh, some of the ladies on here and or gentlemen were asking where to find you. How can they reach out to you? Um, tell us a little bit of how everybody can find you, Carol. Yes, I would love to hear from you. So I'm here on Instagram. My handle is Carol Perlman. And I'm on Facebook. On Facebook, it still has my maiden name. So it's Carol Winnett Perlman. Find me there. I share. I, I'm very consistent on social media. So I share tips. I share strategies. I share um, you know, systems that I'm teaching others. And then I share my own journey as well. What I'm learning, I'm always working on myself, always working on these habits. And I share what I'm learning along the way. Actually, I, have, I didn't mention this, but right now, um, um, Karen, I think you know this, that I'm doing yeah. a 10,000 step a day challenge. And it's been so much awesome. fun. I just made this up. I just I decided one day, I'm going to be someone who walks 10,000 steps a day because I'm not. And I think that would be much better for me. And it's been yeah, so fun. I, I really dove into to learn what do I have to do differently to become that person who is able to do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been sharing it. And so many people are jumping in on the movement and sending me their, te- their uh, step totals at the end of the day. So if you want to join me, definitely do that. And love it. Tag me. Um, and then I also have a website. It's healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com. And that really has everything. It has links to the podcast, my courses. It has everything. So do we have show notes for this or if we can put it in the comments? Yeah, yes, we're going to put everything 
in yeah, the caption you, when we're done. We're gonna all of your information, where to find you, and just easily while you're waiting for the for the live to be saved and posted for for you who are joining us later, um, you can go to Carol's Instagram handle. It's Carol Perlman, P E R L M A N. Yes, no way. Finding you, so I typed it in there, and right in just a little Instagram tip, right on her front page, there's going to be a link. If you click that link, it'll take you to everything that she has, all of her website, her podcast, all that great juicy stuff. So, Carol, right. thank you. Yes. And amazing! I can't get over how much you shared with us. You've been so generous. We so yeah. appreciate. It. I'm looking thank into that 21 day program myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I I know I just wrote some notes on the post-it notes, but I'm I'm gonna get rid of these, I swear. You need to text me a picture later of you going like this, I, where you put them in the list and then you're ripping up those sticky notes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so now we have to have another one, an accountability follow-up from you. Yes. Yes. So Suzanne, are you do you think you're gonna I'm, I think I'm gonna do that. Do I might do it, yeah. Yeah. I need I need so much help. Yeah. This I would love to work with you. It's I can honestly say, of course, I'm a little bit biased, but I can honestly say that people who have taken the course tell me that it's life changing because you know what? Who teaches us these systems? No one. No one really does. And so if you don't sit down to learn it, most people don't have it and struggle and really day to day life can be so much more doable when you just have a system and someone teaches you how to do it and that's what i'm here to do so i would love to see you oh. two lovely ladies and anyone else in this yes. yeah. well, well here's the thing you know you can go buy five different books and put this all together or if you're like me i learn it much better hearing it and doing it than i do taking those five books and getting to through each one and getting to the end and you know, writing in each one and implementing every idea so for me it's a it's a much easier um way to learn is to yes. hear it and do yes. it exactly let dr carol lead us how many of us really get around to it you know i've done it to myself i buy these yeah. You know, I buy webinars, I buy trainings, oh. and do we really go back and actually do them? No. So what's really different about this course is that it's interactive. I'm in a group with you. I'm holding your hand every single day for 21 days to oh, make perfect. sure that you do the work yep. and you create the habits and you get that momentum. So by the time it ends in 21 days, you're on your way and you're already started. That's awesome. awesome. Well, yeah. thank you again, Carol. And gosh, yeah. it's just Yes. That's a rich conversation. I loved it. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. I loved sharing it with you, and I hope to see all of you soon. Yes. Be sure and catch the replay if you're just joining. So lots of good info in here. All right. Take care, ladies. Okay. Bye. Work on my post-it notes. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.